0: Oh tout de
1: he is Buccaneers Total Access with Head Coach Todd Bowles.
0: Hey, that's a hell of a job coming down here, being the good football team. Three-step drop, throw it to the end zone. On oh, ball, touchdown,
1: Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in. Brought to you by Advent Health. No matter what helps you feel whole—swimming, laughing, or finding peaceful moments in your day—Advent Health is here to support you with world-class expertise and whole-person care. Because feeling whole always begins at AdventHealth.com. Fire the Fire the now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Todd Bowles.
2: Welcome into the Todd Bowles show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, well, we know not the outcome you guys were hoping for. And, you know, the Lions, they were pretty injury riddled at running back, but they still ended up having a, 10 different players make a catch against you guys. And uh, we know coming into the game, they were top in the league in 20 plus passing plays. And, and just to hear what do you feel like they really did well on offense that made it tough on you guys?
0: I thought Jarrett did a good job checking the ball down, getting rid of it, not let the pressure get to him. Uh, we made most of the tackles for the most part. The one tackle we let out went for a touchdown of about 28, 29 yards, and we gave up a deep ball just because we weren't ready and we busted the coverage.
2: And third down ended up being the story of the game, kind of on both sides of the ball. So let's start specifically on defense, uh, allowing nine of sixteen. I know that is not something that you guys have been known for, not something that you're going to be okay with, and. Um, You know, just especially the third down and long situations for them, what did you see as, was it just the coincidence of what happened on each of those plays? Was there something specifically either they were doing or we were doing to allow some of those third and longs?
0: On the third and 10 and the third and 14 where they scored two touchdowns, that was completely on us. You know, that's unfathomable for that to happen. Um, Guy can't catch a five-yard pass and run for 29 yards. We have people that should have been in place. We weren't in place, so we busted that one. Third and 14 one, it was a quick snap. Even though it was a quick snap, we should have been deeper. We should have been in coverage, and we busted something up front to let that ball out. So if you just make those two plays alone, it's 6-6 or 9-6 going into the fourth, giving ourselves a chance. So those were the two big ones. The other ones, uh, one time he got out the pocket, and then there were a couple of third and shorts from a leverage standpoint that we got to correct.
2: And I know that time of possession largely due to those third down situations was pretty lopsided. It was 36-30 for them and 23-30 for us. Um, I mean, almost an entire quarter of a difference essentially at that point. How much did that take a toll on the defense and and what you saw that you guys were able to do or how guys were feeling out there?
0: I thought in the second half, uh, probably late in the fourth quarter, I thought it took a toll on them a little bit. Uh, We got to stay on the field on third down offensively. We were off the field. I think we were two for 12 for the most part. That doesn't get you on the field a lot and we gotta take advantage of that. he have been pretty good in the past um, few games, but this game it just ends up being the clunker. So we gotta wash that out and get ready.
2: And outside of third down, how would you evaluate the defense overall, some of the grades that you'd give them outside of those?
0: There are a lot of guys that play some good football over there. You know, I thought it was one of Joe tryons better games. I thought Shaq being sick all week. He played with a lot of effort and hustle, and he made some really big hustle plays. I thought Vita had a good ball game. Avante made a bunch of splash plays, Uh, one or two you want to have back. Devin made some plays, and, you know, overall, uh, I think they stayed away from Winfield for the most part, but there were a couple guys that played really good football. Kansy filled up the stat sheet. We're excited about him going forward. He's shaking the rust off some, but he, he had a lot of plays and positive plays that we really look forward to seeing more.
2: Yeah, how big is that to watch him two different times now be coming off of extended periods of missed oppor- you know, missed chances to practice, to play, coming off all these injuries, being a rookie, missing so much of this crucial time, and both times make impact splash plays and seem just ready to hit the ground running. How unique is that, especially in maybe his position or as a rookie?
0: That's great, just to be a rookie and come in. He had three quarterback hits, three quarterback pressures. He had a sack. He uh, had TFLs. He filled up the stat sheet. He had some very good rushes that kind of went by the wayside because the ball was coming out, but he's going to do some damage in there.
2: Speaking of filling up the stat sheet, Levante, you kind of mentioned him having a great game. I mean, 12 uh, tackles, a sack, pass defense, tackle for loss, all those things as well. Um, And now, you know, we saw a third down against Laporta. You know, he got – Six, his 60th career pass defense on that play, that this is obviously a category that he's done incredibly well in. We know what kind of a coverage linebacker he is. For you, when you're scheming things up, to know that you can put a guy like Levante one-on-one against someone like Laporta, whether it's in a key third down or even in the end zone, what does that free up everybody else to do? What does that do to you and what you can do with your defense?
0: It frees Devin up quite a bit and allows the safety to stay back. And Laporta's a tough matchup because he's a very good football player. But Levante always rises to the challenge. He always makes plays. He always makes plays, and he's a true pro.
2: For those of us who see him make the play but maybe don't understand what all led to it, what are the things that he is so unique at in coverage for his position?
0: He has a very good understanding of leverage. He has. He's quick and he's fast. That's a, that's a given, but he understands leverage and break points and understands when the receiver's hands go up, when to get his hands up and strip the ball out like he did. He just has a very good feel for that, and a lot of that you can't teach.
2: We talked about Shaq dealing with an illness all this last week, and I'm sure you didn't necessarily know either if he'd be available or what percent he'd be playing at, and then you end up without Anthony Nelson as well. How did that affect your rotation and some of your plans for the defense, or what ended up being able to be done at that position on Sunday?
0: Rotation-wise, I thought Cam Gill stepped in and did a very good job. Cam was very physical. He played hard. He made some plays. He set the edge, and I don't think we lost much when we lost Nelson. Obviously, he's a playmaker for us as well, but we got two guys right behind him that can come in and us not lose a beat.
2: And I know that Vita uh, forced a fumble, got in the backfield some. Um, How did you evaluate his game and then also just what it's like to watch he and Cansey get a chance to have an entire game out there together in the way that they're maybe going to be able to help each other out or influence each other's game?
0: Vita did a heck of a a job in the run game. Detroit's a very good running football team. I thought he handled the center very well. He took up double teams. He made plays. Uh, He literally cut off one side of the field for them. And doubling Vita helped free up Canty more in one-on-one. That's why Canty was able to get all those pressures.
2: And sticking on the defensive line, Will Golston played in his 158th game as a Buccaneer, which now ties him with Mike Allstott for the 8th most. And this is obviously at any position, just he's played in the 8th most games of any Buccaneer ever. Tell us why Golston has been able to have such longevity here and to still have a role with this team at this point in his career and and what that has meant to the D-line room when you have some young guys coming in.
0: Well, our steady Eddie, it's very hard these days to find a four technique that's six five, six six, weigh about 300 pounds, can two gap guys, and the energy and the effort Will gives week in and week out, day in and day out, uh, the loyalty, the toughness, the intelligence, what he brings to the D-line room, the leadership he brings when he's out on the field is unquestioned and I I can't say enough about the guy, one of my favorite players.
2: Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, So I know offensively, of course, six points, never the uh, outcome you guys are hoping for. And particularly um, just kind of the slow start to the game. uh, What would you say is the biggest reason that the offense struggled to get going early on?
0: I thought we struggled in practice all week. I thought we missed some deep throws. I thought we were off here and there in the run game and mentally sluggish. I don't want to say physically because they played hard. And it was the guy here and there. It wasn't the entire offense at the same time. Certain guys played well. I thought Luke played a very good ball game. Luke and Tristan, we had no sacks, but we couldn't get the ball down the field like we wanted to and make those connections. And that getting, uh, getting off the field on third down and not being able to sustain drives, that was probably our biggest thing.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Luke Gedeke. I know we had talked leading up to the game about how Aiden Hutchinson is quite a matchup and he likes to rush to Luke's side a whole lot. And um, I feel like this this was a pretty big test of a game for Luke in a lot of ways. How did you feel like he held up against a a guy like Hutchinson and just how he and then that whole side of the line did?
0: I thought he did a heck of a job in the passing game. Obviously, the run game's got to be worked on, not by just him, but the entire offensive line and backs as well. But as a pass blocker, I thought he did a great job.
2: And uh, I know you talked about the third down idea. You know, this season on third down, Baker has been 31 of 39, 322 yards, five touchdowns and no interceptions, but then against the Lions, he's 2 of 10, 31 yards and a sack. So what changed where this had been an area where especially Baker had been really excelling on third down? Was it something the Lions did? Was it something that we were doing? What would you say led to such a big shift in what had been a pretty big strength
0: for him? We always give the other team credit. They played a very good ball game. They played physical. They covered up our two stars, and they did a good job that way. At the same time, we missed some throws. We had some opportunities we didn't take advantage of, and we got to get better at that this week.
2: Uh, I know there were a couple field goals we ended up having to settle for in the red zone. Where would you say, looking at this game and then the season to this point, how you guys feel about the red zone offense?
0: It's been going good. You know, it's a work in progress. Obviously, we didn't get it done. Uh, against the Lions, but it's been going good. It's been going decent. We can get better in the high red while uh, getting down to the low red. We got a penalty that set us back down there, and uh, we can get a lot better there.
2: Uh, Take us through, I know Baker's interception was coming off of a tip ball, and there was uh, multiple batted or tipped passes. What tends to lead to that, or what did you see on on those plays of what was causing that?
0: If he could have got the ball off, Mike Evans was wide open for about a 90-yard touchdown, but they did a good job getting their hands up when they seen him set up for a three-step. You know, he's not the tallest quarterback, so we just got to do a better job with the trajectory or seeing the window and kind of getting it through there.
2: Yeah, and the you talked a little bit about the deep balls. We saw that that one was a misconnection, but there were a couple, you know, either overthrown for Palmer maybe or missing Mike, that there were a there were few opportunities at least that were there, which I'm sure at least that's reassuring to know that the route schemes and the calls are working in the sense of guys are open. Uh, but how do you feel about the deep ball to this point in the season? Was it just this game overall? Is it typically something that you guys feel pretty good about Baker and his connections with those guys?
0: We feel good about it normally. Just this game, we were off a tick here and there, and we just couldn't get it completed.
2: And what tends to be something that if you see that for you guys as coaches, what tends to be a way to try to remedy that of where it is just off here or there and it has been working, what does that kind of tell you or how you guys try to approach that in practice?
0: Just getting back to the chemistry of it, understanding where we are on the field, putting a little air under it, receivers knowing where the quarterback's going to place the ball, just getting that chemistry back.
2: And Mike Evans, we saw that started off a little bit slower, you know, had a a drop ball targeted three times with zero catches in the first half. Um, But then in the second half, you know, he gets gains of 18, 12, 11, 8. What sort of shifted in terms of what was working better for him in the second half versus the first half?
0: Adjusted a few things schematically to try to free them up a little bit more. And they played a couple of different coverages where we were able to get them open.
2: And Chris Godwin, I mean, man, he got first down conversions on third and seven, fourth and four, some chunk plays, and he's been so far to the season Mayfield's best third down target. That um, he's got nine targets, nine catches, seven first downs when it comes to that. So, what have you seen about why he's been able to excel in those areas, those crucial times, getting some of those chunk plays, and just where he and Baker's chemistry is at at this point?
0: Chris is outstanding in traffic. You know, he, he can go in the middle and see things and make split-second catches. Mike can do it as well. But Chris is just a little bit niftier on the inside as far as making those traffic catches, and he understands where the ball is going to be at all times and where the defenders are, and Baker gets it in there to him.
2: And I know uh, Payne Durham got his first career catch, first game that he was active Um and, it, you know, moved the chains on the first catch, always a, always a good sign. So um, what made you guys turn to him in this game a little bit, have him active for the first time, and what you just see as his potential moving forward?
0: He was coming along in practice. You know, he's a big target. He was a big red zone target at Purdue. Anytime you have a 6'7 target, uh, you want to use him. He has a wide catch radius. He's gritty. He's tough. And he's worked hard in practice. He deserves a chance.
2: And Cade ended up with uh, one catch for 15 yards this game, but he has been playing every snap or close to every snap in each of the games. So, what has he been bringing to the offense that may not always show up on the stat sheet, or what are you guys maybe hoping for his production moving forward, knowing that he is such a big percentage of this offense in terms of the snaps that he's out there?
0: Cade's probably our most unsung guy over there. Cade does all the blocking, uh, he gets all the garbage catches, so to speak. Uh, he understands the game very well. He chips. He check releases. He he he's hard in the run game. You know everything goes unnoticed because it's just you forget he's a second year player and he's out there but he does a lot of things for us
2: Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles Uh, I know we mentioned that the run game just uh, was not what you guys were hoping for and I know that was an area during the bye week that I'm sure was looked at very long and hard and um, what would you kind of say after especially the Saints game felt like it was kind of moving in the right direction A couple little longer runs that average yards per carry was a little bit higher What was it that either the Lions did well or what wasn't working as well from our end and and how to kind of move forward with that, knowing how important it is to the offense and balance that you guys really want to have?
0: We knew they were a tough team coming in. They kind of packed the box a little bit on us, but it was a block here and a block there that we can get better at, or we missed a cut here and there. We just got to get better at that, and we weren't able to stay on the field on third down, so just falling behind. Once you get behind more and more, the run game kind of goes out the window, but we got to be able to run the ball to make it effective. If you don't run it, it takes away the play-action pass, and which is what we like, and it kind of took care of everything that way, but we got to get better there.
2: And we saw that Vaughn was the guy coming in as uh, the second guy in this game and the one before. We've seen Tucker came in some earlier this season. What are you hoping each of them could bring, you know, the different styles of back they are and the performance that you've seen from them in terms of the way that they could try to spell Rashad whenever they're needed?
0: Well, you hope they can bring a spark. You know, they're different type runners than Rashad, Sean, as well as uh, Sneak. Sneak comes in there. He may have had some hard runs yesterday. He's a tough guy. He's a good run in between the tackle guy. Felt it was a good game for him. Just couldn't get him going.
2: In games like this where the run game isn't going as much as you guys want, struggling to get some of the longer carries or things like that, how do you guys make the decision of staying with this idea of balance and, and the types of how often we're going to the run or the pass versus, hey, you know what, maybe this isn't working as well. Maybe we alter the game plan a little bit. How do you make some of those decisions on when to stay the course and when to make some adjustments based on what's working?
0: Well, Dave does a good job typically of getting those guys out of runs and getting some quick passes going and getting some easy throws. So we got to do more of that if people try to stack the box on us.
2: And I just feel like every week now we have to have a Jake Camarda segment because this guy is just (laughs) crushing it. Uh, He was already leading the league with an average of 52.6 yards per punt going into the game. He averaged 54.2 this game, including a 65-yarder and then a 63-yard net punt that pinned them at their own five. I just imagine that this is music to your ears as a coach as you make some of these decisions and watch the field balance, shift over.
0: Anytime you draft a punter, (laughs) you drafted him for that reason only, Jake has lived up to expectations and more. Very confident, very good athlete. Uh, He's doing everything we asked of him.
2: And how about from the return side, uh, you know, Devin Tompkins had a 20-yard kick return at one point. How have you seen his return skills grow, and especially after, you know, only being used sometimes last year and now this year being a much more consistent presence in the return game and then also even getting wide receiver snaps, just the way that he's been able to kind of grow in confidence in his abilities in in the return area?
0: I think he's gotten a lot smarter at when to come out. When to hit the sidelines, when to take it up the middle of the field, I think his experience from a mental standpoint has grown and that's helped him physically as far as when to take a hit, when not to take a hit. But he's very sure handed. He holds on to the football and he makes positive yards.
2: And then, again, while we know the outcome wasn't what we wanted, I have to hear how you thought about the creamsicle, the uniforms, the way the stadium looked, the 70s vibe. Uh, What were were you thinking out there?
0: The uniforms looked great. I'll tell you what, when I saw all the old players that they introduced, I hadn't seen Kevin House in a long time. Boy, he was a flyer. And then I saw Jimmy Giles, and, you know, that, that brought back memories.
2: That's great. I love that. Now tell me, Todd, in the 70s, what were we rocking? What did we look like? What were we listening to?
0: i had an afro like a young michael jackson and the jackson five doing abc
2: <laughs> i love it i love it i feel like we're gonna to have to find a photo of this somewhere no. oh, uh, you have you burned that. all that evidence at this point
0: i still had one in high school so mm. there's still a high school picture floating around on the internet i think i burned the rest of them
2: <laughs> we have to find this all right Odd bowl show looking forward to this game uh against atlanta it's kind of crazy we still have only had the one division game so far and now Uh, You know, we'd gone into the game leading the division and everyone in the division lost. And so we are all still sitting at the same place. Uh, How nice is that kind of knowing that you guys are still sitting in that spot and and feeling a little bit more of that control your own destiny as you go into a a stretch that's going to have a lot of division games in it?
0: Well, it's week five for us. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, We are not even looking at other teams right now. we worry about us. If we can win the games in October, November, make meaningful games in December we'll worry about it then but right now it's another divisional game it's a chance for us to go up another game on them and we're going to try to win that one
2: all right so tell us yet again as we talk about every one of these division teams a new quarterback uh this year so what have you seen from Desmond Ritter so far
0: very athletic very athletic getting rid of the ball a lot quicker this year than he was last year and they got a three-headed monster at running back that we got to deal with
2: yeah so tell me about that and how you try to slow a guy like Bijan Robinson down
0: Got to get 11 hats to the ball. Got to get 11 hats to the ball. That's the only way.
2: And how about uh, outside of the running back, some of the other offensive weapons they have? You know, what does a guy like Kyle Pitts bring? They got, you know, Drake London, Van Jefferson. We all know Scotty Miller that they've got a few different guys out there. So, what do you see that those guys are going to be uh, bringing to their offense and that you'll have to be on the lookout for?
0: Well, Drake and Kyle uh, Pitts bring a lot of height. They bring a lot of height and a lot of speed. They can catch the deep ball and they can go up over you to catch the deep ball. That's a big strength of theirs, and we know you can get down the field and take it deep anytime. and Van Jefferson as well from being with the Rams, both very polished receivers, so we got our work cut out for us.
2: And then on the defensive side of the ball for them, what are the biggest uh, things that you guys are going to have to be looking out for?
0: Biggest guys down there still Grady Jarrett. We know they got some new additions down there, but Grady's doing a heck of a job. Uh, I think the new D.C. from the Saints is doing a great job along with Jerry Gray in the secondary. I think they're playing a lot like the Saints, probably a little more aggressive than the Saints were when he was there. So they're doing a heck of a job on defense causing turnovers.
2: And typically you have some familiarity with a a division opponent, but it feels like this division this year so much changed. How has that affected kind of the way you guys have to go about your job, even as coaches figuring out the game plan and scouting these other teams when typically these are the ones, hopefully you kind of know a little bit more about what they want to do.
0: A lot more studying involved. It's still early in the season, so you don't have a – Lengthy study sheet to follow these teams. At least offensively, you can look at it a little bit, but with Bijan, they've changed, they've changed their dynamics some too. So we got to put our heads down and we got to go to work.
2: All right. Well, coach, thank you as always for your time and good luck against the Falcons.
0: Appreciate it, guys.
2: Coming up next on Buccaneers Total Access, we will have quarterback coach Thad Lewis brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. Pressure coming up the gun, and Pescott goes down, He sacked for the first time of the game.
2: Devin White, linebacker blitz.
1: Now more with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips.
2: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We had head coach Todd Bowles the first half of the show, and now I'm so excited to be joined by quarterback coach Thad Lewis. Thad, thanks for being with us.
3: Thanks for having me, Casey.
2: Uh, man, so I, I was uh, hating that this was the game I ended up having you on after, but you know what, uh, you're a pro, you know how to handle all this, and I, uh, I love that you're, you're definitely always a guy that shoots us straight with it. So we're going to talk a little bit about this game and then also just talk about the quarterback position in general and you getting a chance to be the position coach this year. But I guess we got to start out just, what was the biggest reason in your mind the offense kind of struggled to get going this last game?
3: Just never got in the rhythm. You know, you don't want to make excuses um, but you coming off a of bye week and things like that. But well, we just have to be able to not let things like that affect us and be able to perform on prime time and, and get it done. We didn't do it well as a unit. Um, something to learn. you know Everything's a learned lesson. Nothing's a loss. Um, but we could have definitely been better. Just a couple missed throws here and there, a couple missed blocks here and there. It's actually a game of inches for real. Um, as you can see, some of the shots we took. But you would like to have them back. You would like to hit those. But... Moving forward, I think this was a good game to learn from, for sure.
2: You brought up the bye week. It's always interesting how the bye week, you know, the pros and cons that come with it, and especially when it comes. <clears throat> and um, I know that you guys were probably excited to be able to do some of the self-scouting aspects of having more time early on in the season, but it also felt like you guys had that momentum coming out of the Saints game that in some ways it would have just been better to keep that rolling. So what did you feel like the, the bye week did for or against you guys this, this last time and, and how everybody kind of came out of it?
3: I think it, helped, it helps you guys. You know, guys came back and, like, Collage and Kansas, he has got he got healthy. So things like that, you just get a bunch of guys healthy. Um, I don't think we came out and played with the same fire that we played against uh, with the Saints. You know, obviously that's a different game for us. But I feel like we should approach every game like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we can approach every game like we approach the Saints game, then that would be good. I don't think we did. I don't think we took the guys for granted, but we just didn't play our best game. And, you know, it's any given Sunday. But you want to be on point every Sunday <laughs> so you don't come back with that any given Sunday slogan. So
2: Yeah. And, you know, Baker this season, on especially third down, he had been just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been, you know, 31 to 39, 322 yards, five touchdowns and no interceptions. But against the Lions, he was two of 10 for 31 and a sack. So what was the difference in y'all's mind with third down in particular? this game and, you know, whether it was specifically for Baker or the offense overall, that we know this game really just felt like a, a tale of third downs on both sides of the ball What what decided it.
3: As you know, on third downs, you just try to get a completion, no matter if it's at the sticks or if it's, is it below the sticks. I don't think, I don't think we did that this week. If we would just take a bunch, a couple check downs and get the ball in the playmaker's hand and let them do some catch and run after that. Or maybe the outcome is different a little bit in that sense. You know, we took some shots. Um, they were close, but we missed. And so that's the name of the game, you know, and as it came down to third downs, we can convert to stay on the field. And we put our defense at odds and they was on the field longer than we were. Sure, we only had 57 plays. So when you look at it from that standpoint, um, we didn't do our job controlling the ball, staying on the field, um, you know, and I just feel like it, it wasn't our day, you know, um, they had a better day than us. But at the same time, it's still the second quarter of the season, you know it's the first game you obviously want to win every game but just to learn the experience moving forward and i think some of the guys probably needed that because we were hot and high coming off that saints game um so they know it's real that you can get beat (laughs) um so you know but just not to make the same mistakes twice moving forward and um, i think this was a learning experience for the guys and i think we'll do a better job of no matter what if we can't get it at the sticks. Just get the, the the ball in the playmaker's hand and let them do what they do quicker and faster than we did last week.
2: We're talking to quarterback coach Thad Lewis. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin seems to have just been Baker's guy, especially on third down. And, I mean, we've all known what Godwin can do forever, but this season in particular feels like when his catches are coming are so important. The chunk plays when those have been kind of scarce that, you know, he got some first down conversions on third and seven, fourth and four this last game, even when those were rare to have some chunk plays. He's been Baker's best third-down target this season. What do you see as to why, in particular, Chris and Baker have gotten that connection down on those really important times, those third downs, those, those moments when you, you need that play?
3: You see the stats that you just said. Every time he, you throw the ball to him, he catches it. So if you throw it to him some games, eight times you'll have eight catches. At the minimum, if he throw it to him eight times, it's seven you know, catches and maybe you know, of, of eight attempts. So he's just Mr. Reliable. He knows the game. He can get open. He's one of the, the the rare receivers that I know see the game from a quarterback lens and understand what the defense is doing and what they're trying to do. And he can get on page with any quarterback. I don't think it's just Baker, but, shoot, for the last three years with Tom, I think he probably had the same stats on third down or even when he get attempts thrown at him, he's going to catch the football. So when you have a guy like that and you have a quarterback, I'm going to look for the guy that's going to catch the ball. <laughs> no matter what, if he's double-covered, um, if he's single-covered, you just know he's Mr. Reliable, and um, he's showing that to Bacon. And with any quarterback, you're going to the guy you trust. You know, Sometimes in, in times of crisis, Coach Moore used to tell me this, you don't think plays, you think players, and that's what quarterbacks do. Third down is a time of crisis. we got to get it. I might not think about the play; I'm definitely going to think about the player that can actually get open for me to get this ball. So in certain instances, if you get man coverage, you know what you're going. You going. know where you're going, probably to Chris. If you get zone coverage, he's probably going to make the right decision to sit in the zone for you. So um, in times of crisis, you're going to think players are not plays, and that's why I think Mr. Reliable Chris um, is his favorite target to go to, not just on third down, just in general, just to get it started. If you're just in the slumps as a quarterback and need a completion, I think that's the guy you go to.
2: And of course Tom Moore with the words of wisdom, as always. <laughs> no we could probably do a whole radio show of just the Tom Mooreisms. No question. Um you know, and Baker, we talked about he'd been so good on third down, and, and a big part of that has been just his ability to extend plays, his creativity, some of the grit that we've seen that when things are breaking down or when he's having to do some scrambling, that he has shown an ability to add so much to whatever the designed play was. What have you seen in that area, and and did you know that that was going to be something that he brought to the the team, or were you even surprised with his uh, level of ability to do that?
3: No. um, That's his game. You know, you can't put a guy in a box. You have to let him be him, and then we have to do things that he does best. And uh, me and him talk all the time, and I always tell him, hey, it's one, two, three. If it's not there, hey, you might have to use your legs and scramble. Me personally, i scramble towards my check down, that way I can try to dump the ball off to him, and that way I don't have to do the running. But his legs have been magnificent for us, It's give an extra element to the defense to study and say, hey, this guy will scramble, so we can't lose him. Um, so just give the defense something else they have to worry about, but at the same time, give us an extra element on offense when it's not there that he can make a play for us, and that's what you want. You want a playmaker in that position, he touched the ball, every play, He's doing that for us. He's getting the guys going. And then the grit, him finishing plays, if he's close to a first down or a touchdown, he's going to finish. Um, I just want to be a little smarter. <laughs> this is a long season. You're going to take hits in the pocket and things like that, so the unnecessary or the unwanted hits. Um, I don't think we need to add that on this plate, but he's doing a great job. So just to continue to hope he protect himself and continue to get first downs and, and make plays with his legs for us. And I think that'll be great moving forward, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's got to be a tough decision to make when, especially some of those plays are the ones that really get everybody else fired up, get get your team behind you, get that captain vote and everything that I've heard yeah, Antoine down. and some of these guys even on defense being like, yeah, like you, you see your quarterback throw a stiff arm, like you're you're fired up. But it's also like you see your quarterback throw a stiff arm and you're like, stop that.
3: <laughs> yeah, like be, be careful. Yeah. yeah, the quarterback's got to remember, you make you make your money with your hands and your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And obviously your legs, but, you you know, you throw with your legs. But if you can't grip the ball, if you can't move that shoulder, um, you, you can't play the position. So you just want to protect yourself from that standpoint all the time. But it's the game of football. It comes with it. It's a physical sport. Uh, you can't be scared. I think the guys that are scared to get hit are the ones that, you know, get injured. At least he's going out there um, giving us everything he got, and I don't think it's a lack of trying, and I don't think the team – Feels like he won't give everything he got. I feel like he's a guy that guys will want to be in the foxhole with because of his grit, you know, but you just don't want him to continue to get in those fights all the time. You want him to come out clean and unscathed. So just, you know, it's, it's, it's finding a happy medium in there with you just getting what you can get and getting down and not taking unnecessary hits, you know, but at the time when we do need it, you know, I cannot not tell you what to do, you know. I think you'll do what's best for the team, and that's Baker.
2: And I know that um, in this game in particular, obviously ended up having to settle for some field goals instead of getting in the end zone. Um, overall, how do you guys feel like your red zone offenses at this point in the season, if you're kind of, I'm sure that was one of the areas you guys were doing some self-scouting on, where do you feel like you guys stand specifically with the red zone?
3: I think, I think we're we're good, you know, because you're 75% the week before the bye week and away in hostile environment, so you're making strides there. And you're looking at it from that standpoint. Obviously, it didn't go our way this week, um, but you just see you see the bright spot in it. You see that it it was a work in progress, but I think we kind of got it down pat. Just to understand, like, hey, you know, we got a bunch of playmakers, so let's just try to get the rock in their hands, any way, shape, form, or fashion, and let them do what they do. You know, and just coming up with different philosophies for a different teams is going to be different, and it's based on what the team's going to give you. So you know, just trying to attack whatever the defense giving us that week, you know, you don't get many chances down there. So, you know, you try to be perfect, but sometimes it's just, you know, instead of being perfect, let's just be smart. And I think that's that's a better um, point of view to have, you know, because you, you can chase trying to get, throw that ball in the end zone, but how many times you dump it down to somebody and they make a great play and run. So, you know, just being smart and then seeing what we can do better or what suits us best um, or what we're good at going down in the red zone. And I think we did a good job of that. I mean, obviously not last week, but the week before um, in the Saints game, we didn't get many opportunities, you know, last last week. But um, moving forward, I think that will be something that we just continue to, continue to, continue, continue to grind and look at, you know, and just iron it out. And I think we'll get better. You know, we get better. It's a new offense, something new that everything everybody's been doing. But unfortunately last week it didn't work for us, but you know, that's the game. Like you don't wanna say any given Sunday, you know, but that's that's the name of the game. You know, we wanna win every Sunday, so
2: All right, we're gonna take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access with quarterback coach Thad Lewis, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: You are listening to Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips. Brought to you by Advent Health.
2: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined by quarterback coach Thad Lewis. You know, right before the break, you mentioned something about getting the ball in your hands of your playmakers, especially in the red zone. And I thought about that Saints game where, you know, Mike goes down early and you're wondering how that's going to go. And then you got, you're got throwing touchdowns to Cade and to Devin Tompkins and to Palmer and all these guys that, especially to have a, a new system, a new quarterback where do you feel like the chemistry stands at this point with Baker and all of his wide receivers that we see games like that where guys that you would think he wouldn't necessarily have had the time to build that much chemistry with, to trust them, especially when you see, you know, Devin's getting it on the scramble play. That's very much the intuition idea and, and expecting him to be there. But then also this last game, of course, missed a few deep balls. So just kind of overall, where do you feel like the chemistry stands, the understanding of the wide receivers, where they're going to be, what they're wanting from him?
3: Uh, I just think, uh... Just the trust level is going up because are young guys and you got a veteran like, like Baker, um, and he, he knows the guys are going to do the right thing. So he he trusts those guys. He, he gives them the rock, but um, it's a saying that practice don't make perfect, it make permanent, you know, because nobody's perfect. Um, we miss some of those throws in practice, um, and we miss them in the game. So I, I would say, you know, just, just making sure we continue to – get guys and get opportunities and get those throws, even if it's, you know, just extra work and extra things like that, and just making sure we're on point in practice, you know, to get that, to get those stuff. Because it's it's a game of inches and we were close, you know, and it's a young guy and then, you know, just, like I say, nothing's a loss, everything's a lesson. So just moving forward, just continue to make sure that we just continue to get, you know, those reps with those guys, get the opportunity to throw with those guys, no matter what. No matter how, we just need to get it done. Uh, we're not making excuses um, because sometimes you miss, sometimes you're on. But we'd rather be on more than we be off. And so, you know, I think him and Baker would get on the same page, and I think we would hit those passes more than we we want. But we took shots; the shots were there. Unfortunately, even one in the mic got tipped. That probably would have been a 90-some yard touchdown. So, is it, the the game was was not as bad as we thought but not as good as we wanted either so you just got to keep plugging away um, keep doing that and I think you know that's that that'll be our offense moving forward just taking shots with with a guy like Trey and I think those connections will come because now you understand that his speed is real he's running by guys he's getting where he need to get to so he hit him on the deep cross but we missed him on the post um, so we just want to hit him on every throw and that's that is the motto so um, they'll continue to work. It'll continue to grow. They're young guys. They didn't get as many reps as, you know, the Chris and the Mikes and the guys that are there all the time. But they're coming along, and you like to see it because they're trending upwards.
2: And I know that the offensive line is, has done a great job of protecting Baker back there in the past game. And we saw, you know, we knew Aiden Hutchinson was going to be uh, quite a formidable opponent this game, and Gedeke and, and the rest of the line did a great job of neutralizing him. And... Uh, we also know Baker has helped the offensive line probably by being able to do, get a little scramble going, get a little right. you know extra stuff out of there if a play starts to break down. So how have you seen the line protect him, the way he's sort of helped them, and, and the way that that chemistry is going?
3: I mean, I, they have a great chemistry. You can tell. Baker's one of the guys. You know, when you're one of the O-line guys, and, you know, I, I feel like they go to dinner together, they talk trash together, <laughs> they have a good time together. And that's what you want to see out of your quarterback And it's the respect factor go both ways, you know, and they're on the same page when they're doing these protection meetings and going in there and making sure they see it the same. And their bond is is like no other. And just to see, you know, how they interact with each other, you know, he's telling them, hey, I'm going to get the ball out quick, y'all protect me. Um, I'll make it happen. And then if something breaks down, I can maneuver and move around. And I think it's appreciation from both And they meet in the middle and um, I think that's why that unit is playing as well as he they're playing, and I think that's why Baker's benefiting from that unit playing so well because of the chemistry they have on and off the field, and you love to see it.
2: That's great. And uh, of course, I got to ask, how did you feel about the creamsicles? What'd you think seeing them out there? How the stadium looked?
3: All <laughs> I like it. I'm a color guy. I like it. Uh, you know, we wish we would have won in the cream creamsicles. I thought that would have been a, an extra plus on it, but no, nah, just just seeing it, bringing it back. Um, Seeing how excited everybody was um, for the creamsicles just around the city and the building, you know, um, fans, the players was excited for the creamsicles to come back. Um, I think it's just a blessing where, you know, things come full circle again and people can get excited about it. Something that they complained about years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, you know, um, that just let you know everything comes full circle. Everything's come full circle, and I love the colors. Uh, I wish we can, you know, rock those uniforms more than just one time. Um, yep, can get and get, get a win in them. And get a win in them. For sure. They're, they're very nice, and um, and I think it, it did good for us, um, for the city, and for everybody just bringing the cream ticket back, bringing memories back. i seen some of the older cheerleaders and, and everything, Just just seeing – you know, just making everybody happy because it has so much history behind it. But just to be able to be a part of that was was great and a blessing. So I'm excited.
2: That's awesome. We are yeah. talking to Thad Lewis, the quarterback coach, and uh, that's your, your new title this year, quarterback yeah, coach. Yeah. Tell me what it has been like for you to move back into coaching the position that you played and, and just how that's felt for you in terms of your comfortability, your ability to relate to the guys, and, and how nice it is for you to, to be back in the, the comfort zone of the QB room. Right.
3: It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's something that you do, something that's second nature, something that's done since I was five years old. Um, and just to be back in that room and see it from their point of view and understand what they're going through when we're trying to put plays in and, and we're drawing up specific things and knowing like, hey, that's tough for a quarterback or hey, that's easy for a quarterback or hey, that's good for a quarterback and just kind of being the guy that's that's in the middle between them and the coordinator and trying to put it all together and it's just fun and being one of the guys and where you can kind of, you know, talk trash to them because you've been in that situation before, you've done certain things like that and they can't talk trash back because you still can do some of the things they can can do. But I just love it and I love the competition Fridays, the punt pass kick. I haven't won one yet, but I, I have yeah, to get Yeah, first explain that. to
2: everybody what this, <laughs> these competitions are. This is very important stuff here.
3: Yeah, so so every Friday, you know, we do an individual drill, but then we do just, just punt, pass, kick for the room just for bragging rights just to see who wins and get closest to the front pylon. And um, it's been great, great competition. John has won one, Bake has won one, Dave won one. So Kyle and me, we have to catch up. Oh, man, come on, guys. <laughs> we, we haven't won one yet, but it's just fun. Um the camaraderie in the room is great. It's a great room. All three guys are great. Even Dave's great. So it's just fun. We have a good time. Um, we study, and um, we're able to go out there and play loose. And we have each other's back. And uh, everybody in that room try to pour us in, pour in to bake every week, just, to, just so he's his best self on Sunday. And just to see that, um, you can't, you can't beat it. So we have a great time in the room, but it's good being back in the quarterback room for sure.
2: That's awesome. And I was thinking about how, you know, we've all heard how, you know, Bakers had so many offensive coordinators and coaches and all these different teams. And I was thinking of anybody that might understand what this is like. You are kind of the perfect quarterback coach to have. We're eight seasons in the NFL with eight different teams. How do you feel like you were able to relate to Baker on this front and just explain the, the challenges that come with this of constantly being on the move, learning new playbooks, learning new offensive coordinators and systems and, right. and what it takes to, to be good at that?
3: You just have to – it's always learning people and learning a new system and learning how people do things. And, and for me, you have to learn it fast and do it fast. And I think um, this environment here would just just fit him perfectly. You know, and him coming in and me understanding, like, hey, you was just on the whirlwind, you was in Carolina, L.A., now you're here. So I'm going to try to make this, you know, fun as possible for you. But ask questions like, hey, man, oh, what you've been through, what you like, what you don't like, what helps you, how do you learn? You know, just ask those personal questions for the person just to make, you know, his time well spent and make it easier for him. And we just have those conversations because – you know, some things I can relate to, some things I didn't like what I had to do with coaches, some things I did like. So, just for me and him, just communicating on that level, like, hey, what you like, what you don't like, let's let's make sure we're doing everything, you know, what helps you, what don't help you, don't help you. And, and it's been easy, because sometimes you, I didn't, I wasn't the guy when I was going to all these places, so I didn't get to get those questions asked to me. I kind of just had to fall in line, you know, because you're one of the backups and competing. Um, so, I just wanted to make sure all that was available to him and he was comfortable enough, you know, to feel comfortable in this situation. I think we did a good job with bringing in John Warford and, and got Kyle, who's easy going, and put good guys around him to make sure he's good. So, it's been great.
2: All right, we have one more segment coming up here in Buccaneers Total Access with quarterback coach Thad Lewis, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles now continues, brought to you by Advent Health.
2: It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with quarterback coach Thad Lewis. Um, so we were talking about the quarterback room and having all those guys in there, and uh, I, I would love to hear for you Baker's biggest strengths that you've witnessed at this point and then also the things you're working on him about. What would you say are those those biggest high points of, man, this guy is killing it here, and then this is what we're really striving for over here?
3: His biggest strength is he's, he's very smart. He understands the system. He has command of it, and then... You know, once he knows it very good, he's going to execute it. The thing that I just have to continue to work on him is because of his grit and his excitement just to get him not to go as fast. Sometimes he goes super fast and, you know, just to get him to be smooth um, and slow down a little bit because you can just twitch up, you know, and smooth as fast and not being herky-jerky. So... um that's when he gets in trouble and he's a little herky jerky, but when he's smooth and I you know and I always just remind him that's my thing, hey, remember smooth is fast when he's smooth, he's very unstoppable um when he's herky jerky sometimes we miss and, and we get in trouble, you know um so just continue to hone in on the small things like his footwork, you know him just continuing to relax and be smooth back there you have more time than you think um and execute when we get when he's on when he's doing that. You know, it's a problem. So um, just just continue to hone in on that. But for the most part, he gets it. He's very smart, you know, and I just have to, you know, sometimes tell him, like, hey, no, let's not be too smart. Let's just play what we see because he knows what the defense should be doing in certain instances, and sometimes they don't. And you can predetermine instead of playing what you see. So um, just get him to do that. And um, he's been great. He's very coachable. He's been great. He's tough on himself. He likes tough coaching. He tells me to stay on him, which is cool, um, because I was going to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And now you can act like it was like, yeah, yeah, just because you told me to, you know. Well, we just have that relationship where it's it's just open dialogue and it's, it's very honest. And um, I can be honest with him, and he's even honest with himself. Before I can even get to him, sometimes he can tell me what he's done wrong. Yeah,
2: he's like, I know. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, you know, and that's and that's great. And we have that relationship, and we can challenge each other. He challenges me to be the best quarterback coach I can be, and um, I challenge him to be the best he can be, and just try to get the best out of him. And it's been working so far.
2: That's great. And how about so, Coach Canales, I know. I mean, not only is the offensive coordinator, but he does spend a lot of time specifically with you guys in the quarterback room and out at practice. Mm-hmm. So. What have you guys liked about the Canales system for the quarterback? What are the things about it that can set Baker up for success? And then what are the things that the way he works with the guys that have been good for them, good for you?
3: I think the system is, any system you have is going to be to your quarterback strength. I don't think you can plug a quarterback into your system if that's not what he does. So his system can adjust to the quarterback, and we're going to do what Baker do best. And I think, you know, just with him being in the room and then just us understanding um, how he see it, because you have to be on the same page with your coordinator of what he's thinking, how he's thinking, why he's calling certain things, you know, why are we putting this on the call sheet? What are you thinking when you put this on the call sheet? So just us all just being on the same page in that one room and, hey, it's just one voice, you know, and and the voice is coming from him, you know, and how he see things, you know, maybe through me, but at the same time, it's still one voice because it's coming from him and, We just all on the same page and I think when you when you all on the same page and it's just one voice, one message, you know, and this thing's not getting misconstrued and hey I see it like this, he see it like that. And we all just come to agreement, like how do we see it? You know, we come up with the best idea. And so, uh, this is saying what two heads are better than one. So we got five in that room, so we all can just, you know, just brainstorm and just come up with the best way and I think that's fun because it's very collaborative.
2: It's great. And then what was it like for you as a first-time quarterback coach here to have the competition going on in, in preseason? And just what have you seen from Kyle, how he handled all that, and just the way his, his play has grown and improved over these last couple of years?
3: I think competition makes everybody better, um, even with Kyle and knowing that it is a competition. He raised his level of play. His game got better. He was able to get more reps this time and compete. And, and see it and see how Baker's prepare and, you know, take things from Baker that he might have not have learned or things like that. And you learn, like iron sharpens iron. And so in that room, you know, you just continue to just be positive, uh, positive reinforcement no matter what, is it competition or not. It was all everybody helping each other everybody trying to be the best they could be and it's fun you know you put yourself in that situation i was a quarterback i went through it a bunch even in college all the way through the pros like every day is competition so i don't even think the competition has stopped you know kyle's continuing to get better he's continuing to push Baker. he's learning it he's seeing it he's challenging Um uh, baker you know when they studying together like hey do you see it like this so I don't think the competition will never stop because everybody in that room wants to be the best they can be. So it's fun, you know, just being in that situation because you get to see guys develop and get better. And just for me being here from, for three years, going on four to see Kyle's development from the last two years to now um, has been fun. And it's, it's just been great to be a part of it. And you coach because you want to see your guys, you know, succeed and get better. So I think it's a part of it, and that's my gratifying, gratification from that situation, just watching Kyle get better and then watching Bate, uh succeed and get better and continue to play and, and capture this team the way he did. So it's been fun.
2: That's great. And then. Falcons game coming up. I know they've definitely had some defensive improvement from last year. Got a new coordinator. Definitely some new people, new things going on on that side of the ball. What has been uh, working well for them that could present a problem for us and the biggest things you guys are are looking out for as your game plan?
3: They got seven new starters on defense. Uh, They went out and made sure they got some guys to plug and play. Um, So they're playing very good. They're playing very well. They're moving fast. you can see the scheme similar to the Saints because the coordinator came from the Saints. Um, so you kind of put that team together, uh, similar to how the Saints is built. And uh, they're fast. They're strong. Um, don't let the record fool you. They're a good football team. Um, it's a division game. It's going to be tough, just like every division game. And then We got to come, at, come out and play like we played against the Saints with our hair on fire. If we want to go out and win this game, we can't come out and play like we did last week. But it's a learned experience, and I expect the guys to be excited and, and, the, and to get up for this division game and know the implications, you know, of winning and losing a division game. So I think we'll come out differently and uh, understanding how the importance of this. And this team is it's good not to overlook them, but we got to come out and play for sure.
0: And
2: I know that the biggest mantra coaches have is one game at a time, right? Mm-hmm. But when the next game is a Thursday night game, mm-hmm. Do you guys have to start preparing a little bit for that one ahead of time too? Or how do you guys try to manage that of when you know that that next game is coming in real hot?
3: Well, you know, once you get the hay in the barn, which is, you know, never all the way up to game time, you know, you're probably making adjustments if you're just looking at certain things and you think something's better. But um, that's when you delegate the work to to your staff as an officer coordinator so Dave can continue to focus on the Falcons. Um, and we will probably move on, you know, maybe on the Saturday and start, you know, looking at for the Thursday night game just to get a head start on it and and get things working for him, you know, as he continues to focus on calling this game. So it's not crisscrossing his mind looking at two different defenses. So um, it's it's kind of tough on us too. You know, you can look ahead, just put your notes on paper, but right before the game go back, get an overview of the Falcons again just to make sure, you know, we're giving the right message and not the wrong message from jumping ahead, but um, that's when you delegate your work to your staff, and hopefully those guys get you right and then give you an overview. So. You know, we could just move right towards in this game right after this. For mm-hmm. sure. And awesome. it's better with a W. Yes, of course. It's all all the scouting feels better after a win, that's for sure. All yeah. right. Well,
2: coach, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome and uh, good luck this next week against the Falcons. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, for having and me. thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.